Welcome to In Season, where we explore the farms, gardens, and wild spaces of the lower Columbia Pacific region. I'm your host, Teresa Retzloff, and with me in the studio today are Diane Summers and Nancy Berry of the Southwester Garden Club in Seaside. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. It's so great to have you guys here. And um, we're going to be talking about the, the amazing plant sale that you guys host coming up at the end of May. But first, I wanted to talk a little bit about, find out more about the Southwester Garden Club and about the history of the organization. Um, you guys do amazing things, both in the seaside area, but in the community at large. And so I, I think that we were talking earlier, and, and Nancy, it sounds like you're really the, the historian of the organization. Maybe tell us a little bit about the Garden Club. I can. I'm the historian, I think, because I'm so old and I've been a member <laughs> of the Garden Club so long. But um, the Garden Club started back in the mid-1940s uh, and has been going along ever since. That is so amazing. And we, um, it's a wonderful place to, if you're new to the community, and you can go to the Garden Club and meet some people and get involved. And that's how I became a member I yep. was new in 1992, Yeah, and I went to the Garden Club, and I've been part of the Garden Club ever since. You have monthly meetings, you were saying? Yes, we meet on the last Wednesday of every month at 10 o'clock in the Bob Chisholm Community Center uh, in Seaside. And you can, you're welcome, anybody's welcome to come. We have a meeting first, and then we usually have a program, most of the time, about gardening. Uh-huh. So... There's a possibility of learning something there. And you said that not all your members are necessarily gardeners. No. You don't have to be a gardener. You but don't it, but have to be a gardener to come to the garden club. You but can you, still enjoy it. You'd have to be willing to listen to a lot of gardeners talk about gardening. Yes. <laughs> yes. If that bores you, then I think you, you're probably in the wrong place. But uh, people are very welcoming and friendly and, and happy to share their knowledge about what you can grow in this area what grows well, what to do about, you know, bugs deer. and <laughs> deer and bugs and other slugs. slugs. Oh, I know. Um, and, so, you, and you also, now when did the Garden Club become associated with, with Butterfield Cottage? And, and maybe explain what that is for people who aren't familiar with well, that. Well, Butterfield Cottage is owned by the Historical Society of Seaside. And in 1993, I believe, uh, we started an heirloom garden there, and mm -hmm. we got a, a small grant to begin with, and we have tended that garden ever, ever since then. Yeah, it's and beautiful, by the way. It's full of old-fashioned roses. We try, my rule of thumb when we started there was, I will not put anything in this garden that would not have been in my grandmother's garden. Wow. So we have old perennial, lots of perennials, mm -hmm. lots of old roses, mm -hmm. um, and a few, um, things we have hanging baskets with fuchsias in them that mm -hmm. we put up every summer and we had a an elderly member and I can remember being a little bit puzzled by whether or not fuchsias were popular back in the 1925 26 era mm, yeah and she said oh yes my mother always had fuchsias she kept them in our garage every winter uh -huh. So I figured, all right, we're good to go here with fuchsia <laughs> baskets. So that's about the era that, that it's striving for? Is that's the, the, the era. 1920s? That's when the cottage was actually built. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of sticking yeah. with that. And so it's a, it's a great, it's a beautiful garden. I mean, if you haven't visited it, it's on, uh, is it on Holiday? It's on Mechanicum Drive. Mechanicum Drive. Okay. Uh, 
at down from the convention center okay. or north of the convention okay, center. Okay, that's it, yeah. And you can go and walk through the garden anytime. It's open mm-hmm. to the public. Yeah, the house isn't always open, but the garden is yes, always open. Yes, the garden is always yeah. open. It's a wonderful demonstration garden of, of what grows well here, and you can kind of see seasonally throughout the year what shrubs are flowering, what things look like when they're grown in. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people don't always know. You, you buy, buy a plant at the garden center and it's tiny, but this is what it looks like when it's fully established. That's so. exactly right. Yeah. And, and it's changed a little over the years because we found, you know, we tried to grow a few things that didn't grow well. <laughs> <laughs> That's just well, and that's, that's, I think that's gardening. That's the learning curve here. Um, anywhere mm-hmm. on the coast, I think is mm-hmm. is understanding, and also understanding you know uh, your microclimate because where you are in seaside, I mean that's very close to the ocean, where you're gardening at at Butterfield Cottage, and then both of your gardens are are fairly close to the ocean, aren't they? The, actually, the the garden at the Butterfield Cottage is a little more protected than a lot of the seaside gardens. Yeah, it's kind of back off the ocean a ways, okay. and so it. Um, it has a little more protection. We can grow a lot of things there that uh, you might not be able to grow right on the ocean. Yeah. But it's a good place to go see yeah. what does well. A representation of what yes. does well. Yes, yes. Yeah. And the roses there at, are gorgeous. Well, and that's something, too, because a lot of people struggle with roses here on well, the coast. That depends a little bit. I mean, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have some black spot on them yep. or some rust on the hollyhocks. I feel hollyhocks. like that's just like part, part of accepting but gardening. But that's just, you know, <laughs> yeah. in, in my grandmother had rust on her hollyhocks in the 1920s when she didn't worry about it too much. So it's traditional to have rust on your hollyhocks <laughs> yes. growing on I the mean, coast. It d- may not look great, rust. but... <laughs> yeah, it's definitely one of those things that, uh, yeah, oh, I know, it's, it's funny, Diane looked at me, he says, rust, rust is trendy, so, uh, which is also a, a nice segue to talking about this amazing plant sale that you guys do, and the rust will become apparent as we talk about it, but one of the things that you've done, that you're, that the Garden Club does, is hosts an annual plant sale, and you were saying that it, it evolved out of a flower show. Yes, originally... I, I don't know when the flower show started because they were doing it when I joined in in 1992, but for until 2008, we every in the beginning they did it every other year because Warrington had a garden club and they they traded off who was going to do the flower show. Okay. But then in uh, I don't know maybe 1996 97, uh, Seaside. Warrington's club got too small, and okay. Seaside took it over, okay. and we did it every year. And as a component of a flower show, we had a plant sale, mm-hmm. which was always very successful. So, and this was a judged flower show. So. Yes, yes. The judges came from Portland. It was all uh, laid out according to the requirements by the state as to what you grow, what you can enter and what it needs to look like and whether or not you're going to get a blue ribbon. It just terrifies me, the thought of having my flowers judged. <laughs> well, it's but kind it's, of but fun. But it's beautiful, too. And when you see an amazing example of a flower, you know, this is this is like what that flower is really supposed to look like. It's very inspiring, too. Well, and we have people in the community who grow outstanding, like outstanding dahlias. Mm-hmm. And they love to compete with one another yeah. to see whose who's dahlia is the best. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, we've had years when the, when the lilies just were huge. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the judges ever decided which one was best. <laughs> but but the flower show part of it has gone away now. Yes. Yes, that's done with. But but instead you have, have this, this big plant sale. And you're saying that the plant sale's really grown. Yes, so, so Diane, maybe talk a little bit about that. You know, so you were saying that it started out fairly small and and in a different location 
So talk about how that evolved. Okay. Well, the um, plant sale was part of the flower show, Mm -hmm. and it was at the Chisholm Center, and we realized that we had outgrown that space, so we tried by moving to um, the Lutheran Church, Mm -hmm. and that, too, was too small for us. So we ended up across the street at the convention center. It's so amazing that you guys can can use the convention center. (laughs) Well, we have the Mechanicum Room, and... um, it's a wonderful space with plenty of room for customers to shop. Nice. And altogether, we have 350 square feet of plants, planters. We also have a silent auction. And it occurred to me the other day that this is really the avenue for our members to show their creativity uh-huh. because we have a theme that we select every year, and members submit however many items they choose to be in competition. Okay, Um, so you've still got the competition going. Right, (laughs) in a friendly way. In a friendly way. And the the fun thing that we do is whichever member's entry sells first at the full price um, that was marked on that item, they are the winners of our competition. And so the customer is the one who actually becomes our judge. And then the winner is given a $25 credit at our sale. So we kind of keep the money in-house, so to speak. That sounds great. And probably would spend that anyway. Mm-hmm. And then another way um, that we have that creativity, in addition to their gardening skills, is um, we have planters available. And mm-hmm. what's unique about that is it's not something you're going to see at a big box store. Mm-hmm. Many of the members really spend the whole year looking for unique planters that they can then um, plant with uh, many times store purchased items but the combination of things that they put in these planters is much more unique Mm -hmm. than again anything you're going to find um, in a big box location. Well and these are also gardeners that have been gardening on the on the coast and understand what are things that are going to grow well here and you know they've had experience over multiple years of putting these these planters together so I think I would feel confident purchasing one of those and knowing this is going to actually do well here. They also spend all year looking for unique things to make into planters. So it's not always necessarily a traditional it's planter. It's not going to just be a flower pot. <laughs> yeah, and that's cool. So if you like to incorporate more artistic planters and unique things into your garden, this is a great way to, to do that or to become inspired. Because sometimes I see what someone's turned into a planter, and I'm thinking, I would never have thought of doing that, but that is so cool. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so there's a lot of that inspiration Absolutely. there, too. Mm-hmm. So is it just mixed planters, or are there actually individual plants for sale as well? There are many individual plants. Mm-hmm. Um, I particularly like to grow things from seed. Mm-hmm. So I have grown a new kind of Nicotiana this year <gasps> that is called Shooting Stars. It's all the, they're white, all the blooms are, they're not blooming yet, but they're, they've just done wonderful. And I, I probably have um, 20 plants. So, if you have not grown this plant, you really should. It's yeah. so beautiful. How big does it get? Do you know? These will get uh, maybe two feet tall, yeah. I think. And may, uh, maybe a little more. I yeah. mean, I'm, I've am i never grown them before, but boy, they just, these seeds just took off. They're amazing. And I will say this to everyone, uh, deer do not eat this plant. I know. They do not eat this plant. It's actually flowering tobacco. It's poisonous to them, which is mm-hmm. great. It's also fuzzy leaved. And, yeah, they, don't, and they don't, they like, don't like fuzzy leaves. That's so. true. So it's, oh, that's a, that's a beautiful plant. I'm yeah, excited so. about that. <laughs> so I'm hoping that these, that I keep looking at them every day and hoping that we'll get a little bloom 
them Start, started up, yeah. but they haven't done it yet. Yeah. So lots, lots of uh, people take um, they take divisions of things in their garden. Mm-hmm. And Diane, for example, had a pl- uh, potting party once this spring where people came and divided things in her garden and potted them up and took them home to tend them for the plant sale. And those are, I mean, again, that's such a great, I, I love that tradition of gardeners sharing plants from their garden that, that clearly if it's doing well enough for you to divide it and pot it up and share it, that's a plant that's going to want to live in this uh-huh. area and probably going to thrive in a coastal garden. So again, you're getting these plants that are endorsed by mm-hmm. people who've been growing them here and saying, this is a great plant. Mm-hmm. This wants to live in mm-hmm. your garden which I think is always so great because sometimes you just don't know, and especially for people that have just recently moved to the coast or maybe moved back to the coast and maybe they weren't gardening before, it can be it can be very mystifying what's going to grow well in your garden. Well, and you can spend a lot of money on plants that are going to shrivel up and die when you get them <laughs> home. <laughs> so. That's certainly true. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, so if you are just joining us for In Season this morning, um, you're listening to In Season. We're on Coast Community Radio, KMUN Astoria at 91.9 FM, and KTCB Tillamook at 89.5 FM. And with me in the studio are Nancy Berry and Diane Summers. They are from the Southwester Garden Club in Seaside. Um, it's a garden club that's been going, thriving since the 1940s and is still going strong today. And we're talking about, we were talking a little bit about the history of the club, but also about this amazing plant sale that they host. And, and Dan, I realize that we haven't talked about the date. When is this happening? Okay. The plant sale is Saturday, May 26th. The hours are from 9 a.m. till noon. Um, we experience lines starting at least by 8.30, because uh-huh. people know that if you really want to get the best choice, you have to be early. Okay. And um, and this is at the Seaside Convention this Center. This is at the Seaside Convention Center, and uh, we have probably thousands of plants. Mm-hmm. The majority of our sale is really plants, mm-hmm. um, individual plants. The, the planter part and the silent auction is just a very small part of it, but it's kind of mm-hmm. the creative component, if you will of the gardening. And um, the other thing that I guess I would like to mention is that this is the first year that we're going to be actually processing or ex- being able to accept credit and debit cards. Ooh, you guys are uptown. Modern. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's exciting, too, because that makes it easier for a lot of people. If you, I know some people just bring a certain amount of cash but oh, we don't want get that. Overexcited, <laughs> and you just want to buy so much more. So, and there's going to be a lot of exciting stuff here. So, that's a really great thing. That's good to know. So, you, if you run out of cash or you forgot your checkbook, you're still going to be able to shop. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's so great. And um, we were talking about. Uh, we made a joke about rust earlier, and uh, so t- so explain why rust was was funny to you. This is a theme, right? <laughs> okay. Well, we have um, three rather large raffle items, in addition um, to the other components of the sale. And this year, one is called a wave of succulents, and it's a sculpture, which you can easily hang on a fence or a building or strategically place it someplace on your deck and yard. Another one is an art pole vignette, which Mm -hmm. again can work in a patio. You can take the three components and use them anywhere in your yard again. Mm -hmm. And the third one is a gorgeous rusted cast iron bowl that I fell in love with. Um, <laughs> it's not pristine, perfect. There are some age cracks and wrinkles like the rest of us. Uh-huh. And um, 
rust is a very popular component now of gardening. This is how she explained it. Rust is trendy. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, my farm is totally trendy now. All that rusting equipment out in the field. Yeah, we're stylish. Right, you are. I just got to plant some succulents on the on the old you know, like combine thing parts. Exactly. All right, and we'll be really trendy. So um, so rusty things, like rusty containers, rusty tools, mm -hmm. incorporating those into your garden. Mm -hmm. Right. That's cool now. That is. All right. I'm glad to know that I'm 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 on the cutting edge. Okay. <laughs> so the, those are, are uh, silent auction items. Um, those or are those are three raffle items, okay. and we sell the tickets for one dollar each or oh. six for five dollars. You don't have to be present to win. Oh, that's cool. The drawing will be at eleven thirty. Okay. And. Um, well, that's nice. So there's there's a lot of different things that people are going to be able to get at this plant sale on the 29th. One thing we have not talked about that mm -hmm. will be available, if you're not if you're not a plant nerd, there will also be some baked goods. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. There's a reason. <laughs> yeah. So you, you can buy some cookies to eat while you're walking around. Oh, that sounds fantastic. I know. And and I have always found for some reason that, that a lot of people who are good at gardening are also really good cooks mm -hmm. and really good bakers. We do have some good cooks in the yeah. garden oh, sale. So that's a, that's a reason to go. And go early because then you know you can get a snack inside. And um, while you're shopping, that sounds so great. I, so I, I, I love the Southwestern Garden Club. I love that you guys exist. I think it's so wonderful and so inspiring. And you were also talking earlier about your, your commitment to the community and your commitment to like um, uh, ha supporting you know, healthy, healthy spaces in the community. And you've, you've switched from a, what you were saying, a, a more traditional scholarship program that you were doing to something different now. Maybe tell us a little bit about about how you guys have chosen to to funnel some of your funds out into the community. Okay. Just to um, give a broader perspective, we are a 501c3 organization, mm -hmm. and this is our annual fundraiser. Okay. And so um, Nancy has talked about the Butterfield Cottage, mm -hmm. which has been a longstanding um, supported program. And we have realized that since a large proportion of our members have some difficulty getting on their knees and doing some of the things we used to enjoy <laughs> maintaining the garden club, that we now use a significant portion of the proceeds of our sale to be able to purchase those services from professional um, yard maintenance people. Okay. So that's been a real good combination, which has allowed us to continue to stay involved instead of saying we can't personally do it anymore, so you know, we're walking away from this. Mm -hmm. um, the other garden that we support is the Seaside High School Garden. And that garden is used by a number of different um, teachers for um, just the hands-on kind of application to their world, their field of study, such as science, mm -hmm. math, um, the um, life skills class, the culinary arts program. So again, um, there's a real um, hands-on application so, to... I love school gardens. I feel like there's so many ways that, that teachers and students can, can connect mm -hmm. through mm -hmm. growing things and learn. Mm -hmm. um, then we also purchase one of those flower baskets that you see in downtown Seaside. Mm -hmm. um, so it's always fun to see how much pleasure visitors and, and um, residents enjoy those. And then um, we used to have... A, what, was a dedicated scholarship fund. And as we talked about that, uh, especially since our recipients needed to be focused in the area that fits our mission of becoming caretakers of our air, water, forest, land, and wildlife, um, that we wanted to have a 
greater depth of benefit to mm -hmm. the community. And so this year we switched to a grant program. And individuals who have a project um, or continuing education initiative that meet those areas, they can easily submit a very simple application to us ranging from um, you know, $100 to $500 is the size of our grants. And so this year, the first year, we really didn't advertise it. It was uh -huh. somewhat word of mouth. And we were able to give out three grants, one of which was to Camp Kwanalong, which is, you know, out there in nature. So wonderful. Such a great organization. Uh -huh. And yeah. all of those um, individuals yeah. having that experience. Um, another one was to Josh Sharampa, who's returning to school. Um, and explain what what work he does. Uh, Josh is the executive director of the North Coast um, Wildlife Center. Yeah, so they're actually neighbors of my farm, and such a great organization. Mm -hmm. They do wonderful rescue and rehabilitation of wild an wild mm -hmm. animals, especially a lot of birds, mm -hmm. um, injured animals, mm -hmm. and then um, help them recover and help release them back into the wild. So that's a really great great investment. Mm -hmm. And then another is to an individual who's pursuing her certification become, to become a teacher. She's currently a teaching assistant, and she's going to be working with the age group where you're introducing children again to plants, Ugh. you know, the seed and the little paper water cup, et cetera. Oh, and man. so I, you, um, I feel like you can't connect kids too early to mm -hmm. the garden and to growing things and the excitement of planting seeds and watering. Particularly in this time frame that we live in now. Yeah. I think lots of children don't come by that naturally at mm -hmm. home. They need to experience that somewhere else in their lives. Yeah. So if we can help promote those little gardeners. Absolutely. We want to do that. I know. It's, I think it's just so interesting to see kids don't know that that nature is something to be afraid of. You know, they don't know that you're not supposed to get, you know, you're dirty or stuff like that. They just love it. And what I see in kids is just like, I mean, you hand them a watering can and they just want to water everything or get their hands dirty or just, you know, pull pull leaves on flowers off of things, but also just learning um, and watching plants and watching them experience, you know, being able to taste a, a ripe strawberry for the first time is just such an amazing explosion in their brains. Or that a carrot comes out of the ground. <gasps> yes. Isn't that wonderful when you watch a child pull a carrot out of the ground for the first time and they're just like, what? That's or, what? <laughs> or you don't plant carrots as seedlings like you do a potato exactly. to grow another potato. Yeah, and those are all things that, I mean, it's funny, I think with any life skill, you know, and, and you, you have both been gardening for a long time, as have I, and I, I forget where I learned that. I just somehow know those things, and I don't even remember where I learned some of it. But clearly, I had to learn those things, and I learned a lot of them from from my mom. I learned yes. a lot of it from gardening. I learned from my parents. my parents, and then, but also when I was school age, um, and you know, as I grew older, and then learning from fellow gardeners. And so, I think mm -hmm. when you can instill that early on that's so well that's great. one of the wonderful things about the garden club is we learn things from fellow gardeners mm -hmm. we exchange information yeah it's like you mentioned earlier if you get a gardener talk started talking about their garden you can't get them to stop <laughs> <laughs> we love to talk about gardening yeah we do so if you are a gardener and especially if you live in the seaside area this is a great group for you to join <laughs> that's right <laughs> they will absolutely put up with your long stories about <laughs> and even if you aren't a gardener and just mm -hmm. want to be one yeah yeah and that's that's another thing too i think it's a great way to learn how to garden especially if you're new to an area and you've never grown in a in a region like this 
Um, having people who understand what does well, can hold your hand, can commiserate with you when something that you love dies. Mm-hmm. Um, those are just, I, to me, that's what I love about my fellow gardeners. So um, I just want to say before we're, we're kind of heading towards the end of our time here, and I know coming up next is, is Carol Newman with an amazing folk show. And uh, But before we end, I want to have you guys tell us again about your plant sale. It's at the end of the month of May. Um, the when and where. Okay. It's Saturday, May 26th at the Seaside Convention Center from 9 till noon. From 9 till noon. And if people want to find out more about the Southwestern Garden Club or maybe about your plant sale, you said that you have an email address now that people could send a message to. So We do. And that email is gardenclub, all one word, dot sw at yahoo.com. Garden, Garden Club SW. Gardenclub.sw oh. at yahoo.com. Sorry, I'm, like, I'm looking at it too. Okay, so say it again because I just messed everything up. Gardenclub is one word. Yeah. Dot sw at yahoo.com. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step out of the conversation now. So <laughs> send them a message at that address. Um, or man, come to the plant or sale. Or come to the plant sale and you can Talk find out about us. it then. Absolutely. <laughs> Talking to people in person is always the best. And you can find out more about the wonderful work that this garden club does, how to get involved, or just be inspired by the wonderful plants that are going to be for sale mm-hmm. at this garden show. Ladies, thank you so much for coming and talking with us today. Thanks for having us. It has been a pleasure and so inspiring and wonderful to connect with you guys and hear about the wonderful stuff that the Southwestern Garden Club is doing in the community. Thank you so much. Thank you uh, to all those listening out there for joining us for In Season. Thank you to Joanne for being our engineer. And um, hopefully it'll be a great week for gardening. Get out in your gardens and start planting things. (laughs) 